This is Flyperbole with Steve Jacot and Craig Forsyth. Two guys who are wondering just what it would take to get Gritty's political endorsement. Penguin scalps? Cheesesteaks? Who knows? Run it up! Run it up! Run it! Run it! Run it up! Run it up! Isn't that your favorite song, Craig? The best song of all time, debatably? Oh, I don't, yeah. It's not debatable. It, it is probably the best. It, well, maybe second to Stairway to Heaven. I guess that is definitely number one. And then... Uh, so it's it's Stairway, Run It Up, United Hate of America, Sorry Not Sorry, 80 Stinks? Yeah, and then and then Two Tickets to Paradise. Yeah, that's probably like the top. That's probably the top pack. <laughs> and there. then the Pina Colada song. Yeah, and then the Pina... Yeah, I heard that. Oh, I saw that episode of, uh, I think, uh, the episode with the Goldbergs, where that song goes on forever and ever. Have you seen that? I have not. Don't worry about it. It's a bad episode. Keep going, though. <laughs> <laughs> no, r- run it up. Run it up. I had just discovered a uh, a hidden, by hidden, I mean, I just never listened bonus to Bonus track. Uh, track. A bonus track from our good friend, friend of the show, Cole Beasley. The bees, as I like to call it. Uh, Cole Beasley, as we reviewed last week on the Fly Purple Glossary, is uh, a former Dallas Cowboy, now Buffalo Bill, who uh, put out a shitty rap album that we uh, we dunked on every track with Kurt the one time. And while reviewing the tracks today for podcast research purposes, I I noticed that there was a featuring or appears on section on Spotify for for Cole Beasley. <laughs> And it says, run it up, Cowboys edition. So I had to click on it. I had to. I had to. And then it's by uh, an artist named Camp Zero with two O's at the end. And uh, the song basically is just like, run it up, run it up, run it, run it, run it up, over and over. I would like to reiterate that that is exactly what the song is. Because Steve just played it for me. I think it's like three minutes. And a minute and a half is just that guy screaming. <laughs> so that's uh, it's not a good song. Two minutes, 51 seconds. Yeah. Yeah. So not a good song, but he's on there. And there's also Al Michaels clips uh, talking about Ezekiel yeah, yeah. Elliott. Which, which y- you think they would probably promote Cole Beasley, right? Nah. Considering he appears on the track. But no, nah, nah, it's about No, nah, the hip hop community has been asking for more Al Michaels clips. So Cole Beasley, he's <laughs> he's checking that box off. He's got him covered. So I, I legit would love to hear a sample with the miracle of miracle on ice. Cream. I I bet you whatever sample you use of Al Michael outside of a Cole Beasley song is probably better than whatever Cole Beasley is is putting together. And do you think he's putting beats together up in Buffalo? As much as you can put beats together up the in Buffalo. Buffalo beats down. Uh, that's a wretch. That's a reach. Oh, yeah, it's a, boy. Yeah. <laughs> I, I want to say I did. While he's hanging out at Dave and Buster's, just like, <laughs> I got to put these beats together before the big game on Sunday, before Bill's Mafia <laughs> sets themselves on fire. Hashtag Bill's Mafia. Were they? Oh, no, they were in New York this weekend. So we didn't work. Are you going? Are you going up? The Eagles are, are headed up to Buffalo. Are you going to go up there and uh, smash into a few tables? Uh, No, not for the Bill's game. I'll be up in Buffalo doing that. 
for for work purposes. But I didn't. I forgot they were open at Buffalo. For work so. purposes. <laughs> yeah. What are you doing? Yeah, don't worry about. It. You doing some research in the old Buffalo area? Funny, I gotta smash the tables. It's not a big deal. <laughs> doing some podcast research, some pod. Research. I do want to say before we get too far off this, I did stumble upon J. Cole Beasley. I do want to point that out there because that is a good. That's some good wordplay that could be a future uh, Wheel of Fortune puzzle. So just an FYI, if you see that in a couple of years, that's trying to help you out with a few bucks but (laughs) it's not yeah i mean i think that that sequence of words is better than anything he's put on i didn't even look at the the lyrics for this new song but guess what i just repeated all that's it yeah run it up run it up run it run it run Run it it up up. that's it it. yeah but uh you getting the uh pam beasley of course cole pam you buying the single you getting the uh getting the albums here what's the deal you're just gonna you know, I, I, number one, you know, I, I buy so much vinyl. music nowadays. Yeah. yeah, I bought it on vinyl twice, <laughs> just in case I ruin the first one. Uh, I know I will, so I did buy two. Yeah, it's going to be a long yeah. one. You just got to know your own yeah, limits. Yeah. <laughs> know your limits. <laughs> just visiting a doctor like, all right, well, you got to watch the sugar and, of course, stop listening to Cole Beasley. That's been damaging your ears for years. It's, it's really bad. You've gone half yeah. deaf from... Listening to Cole Beasley at normal volume. Coincidentally, you've also stopped dropping a lot. Or you started dropping a lot of things as well. I can't put a finger on that as well, but yeah. Ooh. Suck it, Cole. <laughs> this is... But you you know what? You're 10 times scrappier than you were before. It's true. So that was... Uh, wait, hold on. What was the name of that one? The Dallas Born a Cowboy? Running with the Cowboy? Running with the Cowboys. <laughs> yes, I am. Whatever, whatever you name this one. He... Run it up, Cowboys edition. Yeah, he's just put out one next uh, one next year and just call it "Oops, I meant the Bills," and then just put all the same lyrics in there and just go with that. One, in my opinion, Buffalo, Buffalo, Buffalo. I mean, should Buffalo. we uh, should should I do it right now? The the uh, the new update that I wanted to implement this week. Absolutely, let's let's do it. So we we had a huge update. I bought a mini fan for my computer to keep it from overheating. It's about time. I was going to go more with the Cole Beasley update, and then we're going to do the... uh... Oh, oh, that's that's right. We had some bees. I did. uh, I was going to say... Friend of the show. Friend of the show, Cole Beasley fantasy update. So he caught uh, five catches on nine targets last week for 40 yards and 17 and six loss against the New York Jets. Also had a ball go off his hands and went for a pick six. That sounds like typical Cole. Uh, Buffalo plays the Giants next week. I don't know what to make about that. For your fantasy team, so you can figure it out. Now we can do the. Uh, you want to do the individual stuff? You got a computer fan? I got. A, I got a computer fan. It's a big day. Yeah, yeah. I. Uh, I got a car. Tell me more about the computer. Wow! Oh wow! <laughs> Go on. That, well, I didn't really want to talk. I got a t- two thousand seven hundred cord. A lot of miles. It runs. Whatever. Pretty much all closed out. <laughs> <laughs> Craig got a Flintstones car. He is, I got a car. He's just running to and yeah. fro. But you know, occasionally the wheels come in handy when he goes downhill. Hey, look, older car. Uh, did a lot of research on it. No major. Didn't need any parts uh, put in it or anything. Runs fine. Everything's fine. It's all good. Um, I'm just happy the whole thing is done. So, <laughs> move on. Hooray. Hooray! Exciting car news. Tell me more about the fan. Hey, the computer's good? I, you know, the computer, it, it's, it's good. hanging in there. The old girl is hanging in yeah. there. You said it was 10 years old? My computer's about 40 yeah. years old. No, it's uh, it's 10 years old, and uh, it really should not be running and recording podcasts by any means, but oh. it's doing don't, the job. Let's, it's doing the let's job. Let's don't put that out into the universe, because now 
it's going to explode while we're recording it. <laughs> and then that'll be error. Yeah, it'll be all the Cole Beasley karma coming back to us. Which I mean, I'll say we deserve it if it only destroys Steve's stuff. If it also happens to come back and ruin my stuff, then I don't think we deserve it. But until then, <laughs> is that right? <laughs> Uh, and so, Steve, you and I spent a little bit of money, and now a certain blue liner in Columbus can also spend a little bit of money because... Oh, Craig, <laughs> continuing. Yeah. Continuing I'll to try and run the transition <laughs> I'll game. Give you, I'll give you the other side quest. Uh, Zach Kaminsky, three years, signed a three-year deal in Columbus, $5 million a year. This was... I remember seeing this rumor. I couldn't, I couldn't find it in a quick search on Twitter. I remember seeing this rumor a couple weeks ago, and everybody kind of was like, nah, that can't be right finally happened today i think it's i think it's gigantic news for the flyers because regardless of what the eye test says and everything based on the numbers and this actual contract for Rinsky, i don't know how pro rough can get more than seven million dollars a year i would be really hard for me to believe that his his crew and pro ralph were able to get eight million dollars out of fletcher uh after Rinsky just accepted three years at five million um so so happy to see that now the because yeah the thing is is it's bridge deal. i really i really didn't want Brovi to get like more than x amount but yeah it is a bridge deal but three years five mil honestly that made me happy because i was getting a little worried about what Provi was asking for yeah and i i mean i i just i don't know i i knew it was going to come down to close towards the season for these guys to finally sign obviously i just had no idea what the honest ballpark was and it was really just waiting for one of really warinsky or pro ralph but i was also waiting for uh mac boy to see if he'd sign but uh yeah this is i think this is probably the best thing that could have happened for the flyers because i like yeah like i was saying i really don't know what pro ralph's negotiating points are gonna he's gonna argue that he's played a lot of ice time which is fair, and that the team, and probably that the Blue Jackets went out and added players like Duchesne, and um, you know they had the the and Panarin. They had their trade deadline like they did, or they didn't add Panarin, but you know what I'm saying. Uh, they the Flyers really haven't done that in Provorov's time here. They haven't gone out and swung for the fences to be a good playoff team. So I think Provorov's two biggest points uh, to argue for more money is going to be the amount of minutes he's played. And how it's kind of been steadily increasing, and then also that he hasn't had the most amount to work with. But I, I, I don't think it's really the best argument. I, I don't know how that's going to equate to more than, unless it's longer than a bridge deal. Uh, and I, I really don't know what I don't know what Provo can really argue for for more than five million dollars a year. I, it's going to be. I think it is going to be more, but I don't think it's going to be what we were originally uh, thinking, which is. Good news because we still the, the Flyers still got to sign Connecty too, <laughs> and right, short right. time because you know preseason preseason game start next week. Season starts kind of soon, so pretty pretty yeah. pretty late in the year to be signing these guys. But again, they're, we're not the only team. No. The Flyers are not the only team to have these guys out there. You mentioned McAvoy, yeah, and ton of teams. There's I mean yeah, yeah there's okay so there's 19 remaining RFA's. Uh, 17 teams with no RFAs and 15 teams that are also under the cap. So 15 teams out of 31 teams in the league right now don't have any players to sign, and they are, um, they're able to play underneath the cap. Three teams are under by less than a million, and 13 or 14 other teams still have at least one RFA out there. Uh, Flyers are 
one of only a handful of teams with two or more, though. Uh, the Bruins still have two, McAvoy and Brandon Carlo. So they really got to get their shit figured out because their defense is going to be kind of hurting at the start of the year. Uh, Flames still have Kachuk and Andrew Maggiapane. Uh And the Rangers have Brandon Lemieux and Anthony D'Angelo. Those guys, can they can set out all season. I think the uh, Rangers will be fine. <laughs> so it's really... It's the uh the and the Jets have Line and Connor still. I think the Jets are probably in the worst position out of everybody in the league. Yeah. Uh, and then I mean, out of the names left, I get names left. I guess now it is the Flyers. It's them or the Bruins, and I would, I mean, for pro rough and connecting, are a lot more important than McAvoy and Carlo. McAvoy is pretty good, but Carlo's not. Yeah, he's nothing to write home about. All these other teams. No, it, I yeah. wouldn't stay up at night thinking about. Oh God, Brandon Carlo going <laughs> to sign today. Okay. And there were there was a lot of uh, the big signings this week were Wierenski, obviously. Uh, Paolo Zaka signed today after signing with. Um... Oh my God, the Zaka saga <laughs> was uh, Zaka saga. Oh, fantastic! Yeah, that was. I want to read this Ray Please Shiro do. quote yeah. so bad. This is, uh, Ray Shiro told an AP reporter, "I don't give a expletive if he signs with the KHL or if he stays with expletive Brampton. I don't give a expletive where." We hold his rights, which I'm sure the expletives are. I don't give a shit if he signs with the KHL or if he signs with fucking Brampton. Yeah. I don't give a shit where we hold his rights. Fantastic quote from Ray Shiro there. Bravo. Yeah, see, I think the uh, I think the only the second expletive was the obvious one. The other two, I was kind of, uh, I don't give a, that can go shit or fuck play, you know? And uh, uh, no, this... no, no, no. I, I, I know my expletives. I, I live in South Philly. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Uh, and this came after... Uh, he, uh, Zach had apparently signed a deal with Avantgarde in the KHL, and a reporter was asking Ray Shearer about it. Uh, that was the that was the biggest one, and then also Jimmy Schultz stays with the Vegas Golden Knights for one year, eight hundred fifty k. Brendan Parlini stays with the Blackhawks for one year, eight hundred seventy four k, and Eric Comrie stays with the Jets for two years, seven hundred k a season. Uh, also, Mika Rantanen apparently, according to an article, uh. Translated by Mile High Hockey. Apparently, Miko Rantanen is not thinking about going to the KHL this year and may never play in the KHL, but apparently has been asking friends about playing hockey in Russia. So that might be something that they need to uh, keep an eye on. Uh, how's that hockey in hey, Russia? Is it all right? Pull over here. Is it all right? <laughs> Does Putin play in every game or what's the deal? You got to tell him. Because <laughs> that's a lot of people who plays in every game. That's, you know... Uh, and I, am I actually going to be playing hockey or is it just, you know, letting Putin skate around me and go, oh, another hat trick, Vlad. Great job, pal. <laughs> I like that essentially the the leader of Russia playing in a game amounts to like a, a children's birthday party. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No. Or a child's birthday party where it's just like, great job, pal. You scored another hat trick. It's really, yeah, it is really bad how much they have to uh, kind of placate with them to like, show, oh, you're scoring on us. That's crazy. And you see the goal age just kind of fumble over. You're in really good shape, buddy. <laughs> that's repeated at nauseum. Oh, those, yeah. That's just. Who taught you to skate? Fedorov? Oh, he actually did. Wow. <laughs> wow. You look great for 25, Putin. Please don't kill me. <laughs> Uh, so pro overall, Phil, Steve, what are you thinking? What are, will you give me the financials here? What are you thinking? How many years? How many? Oh. How many? Ter- how much term? You know, I'm thinking uh, either somewhere in the area of six to nine years oh. and uh, four hundred twenty oh, million. Baby. The nicest right. numbers. No, 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 no. Oh, uh, that's tough. The the big difference here is: does he sign a bridge deal 
or does he look for something a little more long term? It kind of the impression I get is he's looking for a little bit more of a long term deal. So I wouldn't be shocked to see oh, maybe like a, a six or seven year deal. Probably it the like seven, six to seven cap it. Yeah, that's that sounds about right. I, I think yeah. I'm wondering if a bridge deal. Kevin Hayes deal seven, seven and seven. Yeah, uh, yeah, the uh, the uh, oh my god, what was the big Teddy just came every up with? deal. Yeah. Yeah, it was seven. Yeah, seven, seven, yeah, uh, seven eight, eight. Yeah. Uh, the just that, that's actually every deal Chuck <laughs> seven, seven. seven and sevens all around. <laughs> Brings back Tyler Pitt like seven and seven, baby. You know the deal. Uh, I so I think seven years, seven million dollars a year uh, makes makes a lot of sense. I wonder now if Proroff is since you look at his numbers and you see that he hasn't produced a lot. Um, on the power play and his play driving numbers aren't exactly the prettiest. I wonder if Provorov's camp can be uh, talked into a bridge deal to kind of prove that those numbers don't represent his player for the last couple of years and see if maybe he wants to do a similar type deal. I think they think he deserves the big contract now, which if that's the case, I think it's going to be pretty close to what you just said. I think if it is. Yeah. And I think we pumped his tires quite a bit after that first, uh, that first season where you're like, this guy can play all minutes. Yeah. Number one defender at last. And yeah. Well, look, don't get me wrong. I really appreciate a lot of the stuff that Ivan Provorov does. I think he is one of the better defenders that the Flyers organization has ever drafted. And he's got a hell of a lot of talent, but again, those underlying numbers are not great. And while he plays a ton of minutes, it doesn't necessarily mean he's always doing the best stuff with those minutes. And frankly, should he even be playing that many minutes? Should he have his minutes reduced? And maybe that'll help his play overall. Yeah. Yeah. And that's uh, I think that's obviously going to be a big talking point is that the minutes locked for what you just said. And then also the uh, underlying numbers, the big argument's going to be. Uh, Warinsky's played with Warinsky has played with Seth Jones every single season of his career. Uh, and obviously when you remember Provorov his first year, like when you're talking about how he talked him up, it's because he was playing with McDonald. So his underlying numbers didn't look great because he was alongside McDonald. And we all assumed, well, that's McDonald. Once he moves away, his numbers will jump up a bunch. But last year he played with Ghost almost the entire season. And then in 2018-19, he spent a lot of time with Sandheim. Still hasn't had a season above 50 Corsi 4 percentage, and he's been a negative uh, relative Corsi 4 player uh, all three of his seasons in the NHL. Um, and also, he, I don't know, I, I think it's when you look at the Corsi 4 percentage, expected goals 4 percentage, goals 4 percentage, uh, time on ice, even strength and power play production, uh, all things considered. For, it, Looking at the numbers, it looks like Provorov does have to handle a tougher workload, but Wierenski has kind of got more offensive production out of his uh, out of less time on the ice. So I really don't I don't know what Provorov's I don't know I don't know what Provorov's going to pitch for why he should make that much more than Wierenski. I really I I don't. It's just going to be yeah. he plays a lot of minutes, which is they're going to be like, yeah, we saw those minutes when you're serving up pizzas for half the season. So I don't know if that's your best serving offense. So like, pizzas. you know, like maybe come up with something better. So I, I'm hoping today is a good, this should have been a good break for the Flyers, even if it's a bridge deal, but it should mean that Provost never comes down a little bit. That's what I would hope. Even though we heard this report a couple of weeks ago and everything, like now that it's finalized, it kind of makes it um, a little more real. I mean, we're coming down the last three weeks here. They got to sign a deal before the season starts or something. So they, uh, 
be nice. Be nice. Then uh, again, you know, the, these number, these uh, the number of RFAs are obviously dwindling, but some teams are still going to have to go through it. It's just, uh, I don't know. Now that we know what Rorinsky's, uh contract is, I feel like we should see Provost over the next couple of days. I want to say we'll see it by the end of the week. I really don't know how much longer. I don't know how much more deliberating they can do. There's really not much more to break down now. So my question at this point is, is the jerk store himself, Travis Konechny, waiting for this deal to get done before anything happens? Are they waiting to see what the cap space is like after the Proveroff deal? Like, I'm not sure what the whole I'm not either. with TKs is because he, he seems a little more cut and dry. Like, I think we all see that bridge deal for, I don't know, four, four and a half mil coming. Like three years, four, four and a half sounds right. See, I, I'm not sure either, but that's the way I've... I guess picture in my mind was Pro Rolf was going to be a more difficult contract to handle once they figured that out. Yeah, you give Connect Me a bridge and it makes sense for him to take it because he's going to be probably be playing top line minutes. He's already had back to back 24 goal seasons and there's no reason why his number should go down for the next couple seasons. So if I was him, I would, I think I'd be willingly waiting this out, signing as soon as Pro Rolf signs his deal to fit underneath the cap and then in a couple of years be like, all right, I held you guys out and then go from there we'll see i mean we still have to wait for the Proveroff contract and we really don't know what they're looking at with the Rinsky contract what they could be you know what key stats or numbers they're actually comparing there so because soon 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 is when this deal will be signed soon i guess it'll be signed soon connecting one also pretty soon probably before december 1st would be my guess look you don't want to upset <laughs> Chucky two trades and big Al and the ass crew. Like you don't want to upset these people because they get very agitated and they, they, they have some strong words and mild disappointment. <laughs> I'm at, I, I like to picture Chuck Fletcher doesn't actually go up to guys and tell them they've been traded. He just walks up. He's like, Hey, get the fuck out of here. Don't come back in there. Don't get come back in this building. You're gone. And then he just, hey, pack your fucking bags. <laughs> You're going to Minnesota. <laughs> but just walks into the locker room really abruptly. Like the player should have known he's been traded. What are you doing? Get out of here. What are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing here? You you got traded to New York hours ago. Get out of here. Players just look at him. What? Get, get out of here. Uh, do you want to? Or if he demotes a guy like, why aren't you in Lehigh Valley? <laughs> I put you there yesterday. What are you doing? <laughs> Get in your fucking car and go, you idiot. Jesus, Justin Bailey. I put you back in Lehigh Valley. <laughs> or maybe he just doesn't care. Uh, cheese and crackers, get out of here. Yeah, rap scallion. Is he from the 50s? Well, he might be. I'll just chuck it. He might be. He's also, yeah. Haircut? Yeah, he's... Well, I mean, the haircut wasn't the thing that told me he's old. It was just kind of the whole old face and body. Being yeah, old. yeah. Kind of tipped it off, but... <laughs> Yeah, the haircut, older older guy too. Older guy haircut, so I can see that. You know how I know he's old? Because he's old. Mm. Can't argue that. That's just facts. That's science. What's happening right now? You want to talk about Carter Hart? Yes. <laughs> All right. Yes. All right, go ahead, Marv. Yes. <laughs> yeah, let's talk about the heart of the oh, Carter he Hart. Scott Burnside had a big old piece on the athletic on Carter Hart today. Definitely uh, worth checking out just to even read the part where Carter Hart's talking to a young fan and the kid's like, I'm a Blackhawks fan. He's like, well, you're going to have to be a Flyers fan to root for me. And he's, and the kid's just like, 
I don't like Flyers fans. And then uh, Carter Hart gave him an atomic wedgie. So he's our guy. He's our leader. He's our guy. He just said, suck it, nerd. <laughs> and then he hit him over the head with his waffle board and uh, moved on with his day. But I, I think it's it's interesting to read about just how focused uh, Carter Hart has been growing up. How uh, I don't think he's ever had fun. <laughs> he likes cake boss oh does it cake boss, cake boss. I, that was part of the story cake boss that's a uh, paul tompkins right? that is yes paul tompkins comedy bang bang yeah <laughs> yeah another comedy bang right. bang reference making its way onto the five surprise yeah for hockey fans <laughs> they love it yeah well this isn't the first hour they love they it. It. yeah <laughs> but i did uh there are a couple of things i did want to talk about with what you're just uh just saying there real quick, Steve. The uh, a couple of things I did pull from the article. The "I don't need to be anybody's savior" was a quote that I thought was pretty interesting. Uh, just because I think going in the next season, there aren't as many questions around Carter Hart as Flyers fans usually have about their goalies. I think there might be some concern about a sophomore slump, but he seems to he seems to have the mental aspect of goaltending covered which is a ginormous aspect of goaltending. So I think that's why I, I'm not too worried about him going in the next year. I think my only fear is something dumb happening like an injury, but I don't really expect, I guess, like a sophomore slump per se. But uh, I can, I, I, I think it's nice knowing that he's the guy in net uh, from here on out because he is pretty composed and he does seem to have everything uh, undercover. He does not seem to be rattled at all in any aspect, any, any facet of life, honestly, <laughs> which is kind of what Burnside kind of encapsulated in this article. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, we also find out, well, I agree the, before I move on to the other stuff, the mentality is everything. And that actually gives me a lot of confidence about him moving forward because he, he's not an Ilya Brizgalov out there just goes on every tangent in the world. <laughs> about whatever he, he doesn't seem like a kook he just seems like a really focused young man a young man a uh, young Fletcher? man yes where my tom McCarthy? <laughs> these youngsters <laughs> over here playing in goal wow how about that uh no i i'm excited i i like reading this stuff but as you also point out it'd be a little bit of a dick i did i was gonna say i did enjoy the part uh burns i put in here quote at the side of the heart residence he was talking about where uh, the heart that uh, the house that Carter Hart was growing up in a couple years ago. At the side of the Hart residence, there's a hockey net. Its presence reminds Hart of the times he would bundle younger sister Sarah, now 16, in padded clothes and street hockey gear and set her in the goal for some target practice. Quote, most of the time it would end up with her running inside the house crying, end quote, Hart acknowledged. So yeah, apparently she's just beaming. That, that, that's some big brother yeah, shit right there. Talks to his sister and making her cry. So yeah, that's just the uh, older bros being older bros. So that's Older bros being older bros and using their sisters. As <laughs> I mean, hey, we've all been there, right? Yeah, just dudes being guys. We've all been dudes being guys, guys being dudes. Also, I wanted to do a, uh, Stephen, if you wanted to do a quick power ranking of the songs you know how to play on guitar. Oh, baby. So apparently, uh, Carter Hart's big uh, hobby away from hockey is learning how to play guitar and... Uh, apparently he's already learned to play it really well really well because he's good at life and whatever but here are the four songs he apparently knows how to play <laughs> oh my god yeah uh carter hart can play goal at an nhl level and uh knows a pretty uh, a few pretty good covers on the guitar he is the... craig and i <laughs> we know how to 
talk about Guy. I was Fieri. gonna say I know how to talk about Guy Fieri and sweat a lot while hockey podcasting. I got those two things locked down. It's another steamy <laughs> night. I can't wait for those cool. I cannot wait things. till I'm freezing recording this fucking podcast because <laughs> it is well, hot maybe up here. We should just when this is all over, we should just get a freezing cold apartment, you and me. Or we should just start uh, recording this in like a meat locker. <laughs> I I'm gonna go with the you and I move in thing more than the meat locker. I don't know. I don't think my girlfriend's gonna agree with that. I don't know how many meat lockers are gonna let a hockey podcast in their uh, their freezer, but I I'm thinking talking to Emily is a lot more. Listen, <laughs> if if butchers allow Rocky to come in and box their meat, they'll certainly that allow was, us to record a podcast next to Rocky boxing. That meat. was in the seventies though. You couldn't walk into a meat freezer and not see an Italian punching big, you know, that was just what the seventies <laughs> were. Just people walking around punching dead animals. That's what, that's a different day, Steve. It's a different day. It's Serpico and people walking around <laughs> punching dead animals. That's just, that's those just you know, Life's a, it's all that happened in the seventies. The end. Yeah, that's pretty much what I've and that uh, there wasn't a lot of gas. Everybody thought just smoking weed was really cool. I don't know. There was the seventies. You know, stuff happened. It's, it's a different it time. time. Yes, they don't let you just walk into a meat locker now. And just, just yeah, man. not since nine eleven. <laughs> They've been the changing all the rules, and yeah, you can't do any of that stuff anymore. The whole different ball game. Uh, so the four songs that uh, Carter Hart knows to play on guitar: Johnny Cash is hurt. Green Day's Boulevard of Broken Dreams. Time of Dying by Three Days Grace, which apparently is his favorite artist. I don't have the heart to talk to him about Three Days Grace. (laughs) (laughs) The last song is... I mean, they play plenty of it at the Wells Fargo Center, right? (laughs) Zombie by the Cranberries. They really do. And, like, uh, high school Craig would have loved it when I was back, like, lifting weights and stuff. You know, actually in shape, playing in high school. But I don't... I haven't listened to Three Days Grace in, like, a decade. I didn't know they were... They're still... They're still alive. Like, they're still out there who knows i'll I'll never know steve i stopped there's no way to tell but uh so i'm gonna assume that's the worst one uh yeah my my rankings would be hurt zombie boulevard broken dreams whatever the fuck by three days yeah i think johnny cash probably tops yeah definitely tops the list here and i would say that zombies yeah zombie still slaps r.i.p.d so it was uh yeah uh but carter hart i i'm not too worried about next year all things considered. Because last year it was like we, we see the, the mental aspect of his game is there, and that's all we've heard about for years. And we get a glimpse of it last season, and last season with all the moving parts involved, and considering that Carter Hart was coming from the Everett system, which is a very defensive system, and they I, evidently just don't allow a shot a lot of shots or goals because I think his uh back goalie last year, I think it was Dustin Wolf. Whoever it was, a couple years for whatever time he was in Everett, the backup numbers were backup goalie numbers were pretty good, and they were known for having a defensive system. Came in the Philly last year, obviously that was not true. Last year's Flyers team still posted pretty decent numbers and made some incredible saves, considering all those things. And all that's happened is he's gotten a better defense and more acclimated with the league. I think he's going to do fine this year. It is a big question mark, and it is. Like, he could honestly be the X factor for the Flyers overall, but I think everybody is assuming it's going to be, he's going to have a positive season just because they know the type of person he is. Yeah. And I I just have to say, the mentality stuff is, at least on the surface, relieving. It's nice to see. And it it does seem like we have some some Philly athletes right now who understand it. We certainly have some that don't, Sean Rodriguez. But, uh, (laughs) you know, you look over at, 
I mean, Hart seems to not really care about all the pressure, which I hope works out for him. Uh, yeah. um, Bryce Harper for for however many disappointments people might have, he's still having a, a pretty solid year overall comparatively, you know, and uh, he seems to lean into the pressure, which is nice. Yeah. Uh, Malcolm Jenkins came out the other day and said, yeah, if we're doing a bad job, boo us. Yeah. Of course, then there's also friend of the show and friend of Kurt, uh, Mike Scott from the Sixers, oh, who just decides, you know, I think I'm going to go down to the Eagles uh, game in a Washington Jersey and, Start okay. Shit. Now, are you? I have not been keeping up with this. Are we blaming this on Scott or the Eagles fans? Because my more why not both? Okay, I was going to say the safe assumption in most situations is just blame it on Eagles fans. I mean, that's you know, it's I don't, I don't th- number one, just don't do that. That's my first advice. Oh. But number two, yeah, maybe the Eagles fans. Well, I, I know the Eagles fans <laughs> treated it like they did, but that's Eagles. That fans. is Eagles. That's fans, like yeah. you've got a pack of wild dogs, and you decide. I'm going to walk in with a steak. I, you know, I, I would have said, I thought Mike Scott would have gotten a pass considering Mike Scott and the reaction he's gotten over the last, you know, year or so. You think Eagles fans recognize uh, I was going to say, but we all- they've been drinking bud heavy since the crack of dawn. Yeah. These guys can't even recognize their best friend from the portal. I was going to say, I'm pretty sure if you put these guys, yeah. If you, in a couple of years, when B docs, when B Dawkins not like, extremely jacked out of his mind and he looks like a regular dude i'm sure somebody will try and fight him if he walked into the parking lot <laughs> i think somebody so somebody would i don't know like i always hear stupid shit always happens at eagles tailgates so that was not that's, i'm not yeah, that's the name of the game yeah i was not really surprised by that news yesterday i just uh no nah. <laughs> it just it doesn't seem like a great idea no it does, no no it doesn't no head on down to the link parking lot and go let's antagonize antagonize these famous assholes yeah yeah, exactly. But whatever. Eagles won. That's all that really matters. Uh, Go Birds. Yeah. Go Birds. Yeah. So, uh, where were we? What were we talking about? We're talking about Carter Hart and the pressure, right? Is that what we were talking about? Oh, yeah, the, but I, I think we're we're pretty good on Hart unless you had something else. To no, add. the I think the one thing I was going to add was about him, you know, him not acknowledging the pressure and not too worried about it. It didn't seem like the, uh, oh, I don't care. I don't care if I win or lose. Mentality. It, it was very much a, I can't do anything about Flyers goalies of the past. All I can do is about all I can do is about his Flyers goal tending going forward. So it sounds like okay. he's, that's a good point to make. Yeah, like it sounds like he's very focused on just being. I, I can't really. He's gonna. He knows he's gonna get questions about the history of the Flyers goaltending, but he's also like I'm. I'm in my early twenties, so obviously I can't do much. <laughs> right. Like, so, uh, but yeah, I'm sorry I cannot travel back in time <laughs> and stop Roman Czechmonic from ever putting on orange <laughs> and black. Uh, Carter Hart. Yeah, there you go. Apparently, yeah, Roman Czechmonic, the last flyer to earn a Vesna nomination. Is that what I read in that Burnside article, too? I mean, that sounds about sounds right. right. Yeah, 2001. Definitely sounds right. Yeah. Flyers <sighs> goaltending. Well, hopefully it changes. Not now. great. Yeah, hopefully it's done. Not great. But, uh, well, it looks like they may have hired the right goalie, but did they? Sorry, Steve, I got to do another segue. Did the Flyers hire the right amateur scout? Skills coach and a video coach. Uh, time will tell. But news this week was uh, Martin Gendron joins the Flyers as an amateur scout, and Angelo Ricci as a skills coach, and Vincent Eula as an assistant video coach. Uh, Gendron, six points in 30 games between the Blackhawks and uh, Caps years ago, uh, taken 1992 draft, uh, 1994 95 season, 1995 96 seasons when he played. He spent the last four years as an amateur scout with the Wild. Ricci, 
uh, hasn't done anything. Mike Ricci and a mustache. Yeah, Mike, of course. I, honestly, that's what this bio feels like. It's Mike Ricci and a mustache. I'm not even going to explain where he's. And then Eula uh, have been working with Adam Patterson over the last couple of years, and now he has just officially been given a title. He's been with the team since, or he's been with Comcast back to course since 2006. I think he's been with the team the last several seasons. It says so. Those are your big three hires. Uh, are you going to draft any of these guys in uh, fancy hockey this year, Steve? Gentron, you know yeah, it. I think I'm taking Richie late in the 20th round. Yeah. One, two, and three. Yeah, I, I really hope. I want to see pictures of Richie guy now, because I, I, I want to see. You want to make sure it's not Mike Richie. What do you think, Mike Richie is? Is Mike? He's got to be like an assistant coach somewhere right now, right? Mike Richie. You think? Yeah. Which one of us is able to look this up? You know, I can't look anything up right now. I, I'm on okay. it. I'm doing. I was gonna it. say I can't. Mike Ricci. Okay, we're 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 on the Wikipedia page, and man, Mike Ricci, what a flow! On oh yeah, channel. flow activated, it's still going. Yeah. What's the? Uh, wait, how he the? Uh... You'll never guess that he owns a a lakeside cottage in Canada. <laughs> <laughs> no, I would have not guessed that. Who would have thought? <laughs> They don't have anything past like 2007. Oh my! I mean, to be honest, that's that's. He's probably just went to the cabin and that was it because that's that's what happens in Canada. Canada's version of heaven is just a lakeside cottage. Yeah, I wonder if Yager is going to come in and buy an even bigger cottage right behind him and get a lot more attention. See, Yager doesn't want a cottage. (laughs) He doesn't want a cottage because he's not Canadian. Ah, yeah, that's true. It's true. If you're Canadian, you want the cottage. Yager wants to own a casino that he can't leave yeah if you're czech you uh well this is specifically yager this isn't necessarily a czech thing but yager the number one fact (laughs) about yarmir yager besides that he loves the number one fact is he loves working out the number two fact is he loves gambling Mm -hmm. and he loves if he can somehow combine the two he's all over it but 100 which is his proposal for the next casino that he's gonna open the next, like he has one already. Uh, Yager's Casino, of course, is you are on a treadmill while also simultaneously working a slot yeah, machine. I was going to say, you know what? That doesn't sound like the best idea. And I'll tell you why, Steve. I don't know if I want angry, roided-out guys trying to like outbench each other with the possibility of them losing a lot of money betting. Because I feel like we're just asking for fighting in public. More- Listen, the bench poker game, the bench press poker game is a great idea for everybody. That's going to be really hard to, uh, you know, hide your hand. Not let them know how much you're benching while you're benching. It's going to be kind of hard to bluff the amount you're benching. But I'm interested to see how it works. We'll go from there. Uh, also, the Flyers have extended their affiliation with the Reading Royals, uh, UCHL club. Uh, agreement is for the 2019-20 season. The option for the 2020-21 season. According to GM Chuck Fletcher, they'll do the team's sixth season with the Reading Royals as an affiliate. Uh, recently had Tyrell Goldborn and Anthony Stellars play with them. Uh, exciting future Flyers. Let's see what they can do in future years with the team. Uh, then Nick Luca. Nice little building up there in Reading. <laughs> nice little building. Nick Luca, Steven Swavely, Kevin Gumas, Alex Kreshelnitsky, Frank Hora, Tyler Brown, David Drake, Jacob Graves, and Callum Booth were all on the Reading Royals last season, or at least played some games. With all them. the big names. All the big names. So if you recognize all those names. Royals are a little interesting. If you didn't see a single one of them, just ignore this little tidbit because Listen, there's not much. Waves is great. 
Don't, don't try to tell me otherwise on the Swave story. I remember Kevin Gooma has been in the system for, I remember writing a Kevin Gooma's article for Flyers Faithful. That's how long this dude has been in the system, not in the NHL. So uh, good for him. He's still getting employed for not being in the NHL. I don't know how he's doing it, but he's uh, he's still here. What do you think the Royals won all this year, Steve? Yes. Uh, record leading score. Let's see. What do you got? I'm thinking they go 50 and 10, and I think uh, what name? I think Nick Luco. Nick Luco leads the scoring this year. Finally, going to make sure. make off that big payment that his dad Peter made years ago. So finally, going to pay off. Why not? <laughs> yeah, I don't know anything. <laughs> the only thing I know about the Reading Royals is I've seen a Flyers alumni game in their building. That is well, yeah, that is true. Well, I was going to say the only thing I, I mean, Nick Luco, I remember is Peter Luco's son, and then also they draft the Flyers draft him in. 2011 and he was just terrible he was literally just drafted because he was the like the president's son so these other guys yeah. jacob graves was the player thrown in the jordan wheel deal that's pretty much it the rest of these guys aren't making it past the ahl maybe callum no. callum booth was a booth a uh a hurricanes prospect too that apparently they didn't have enough room in the ahl uh, and then also, Steve, big news this week, the uh, women's game of NWHL, two big uh, news lines, or headlines, Jesus Christ, what the fuck are the news lines? Two big uh, uh, news headlines. lines are uh, <laughs> the lions at the zoo that are telling all the other lions about when the meat deliveries are happening. <laughs> it's all it's a it's a line that all the other lions yell fake news at. So that's what's going on there. Uh, that's, yeah, that's exactly it. <laughs> but uh, Twitch has agreed with the NWHL. Uh, to stream all their games. All this is via uh, Michelle J of the Ice Garden. It's a three-year deal with the players receiving 50% of the contract. That's great. Yeah, it's really good for the game. Uh, it's the first time, the because of this, first time NWHL has received a broadcast rights fee. Uh, so they have been previously uh, streaming games on Twitter. They have Game Week on Twitter and also YouTube. All the games are on YouTube. Uh, Nesson also picked up a couple of the Boston Prides games and put a couple on Facebook Live. Uh, all that resulted in the league averaging around seventy viewers, seventy thousand viewers per game uh, towards the end of last season. So hopefully the switch to Twitch, which is a pretty good slogan, if they want to reach out to me and give me some money for that. Uh, hopefully that leads to a bigger following, and uh, should be a lot more, should be a lot uh, easier to access these games than I don't know. I think it's a little easier to. Uh, watch something on stream on Twitch than it would be to watch it on Twitter or YouTube. Personally speaking, I don't know what everybody else's preferences out there, but I think that's a it's a pretty big step for the league in general, just because they now have a, an agreement with Twitch. But I think it's also just a a better streaming service than what they had before. Uh, and then the other big news was uh, Kendall Coin Showfield will be joining the Sharks broadcasting for color commentary throughout the season. So what's funny this off season was Kendall Coin got hired for a broadcasting job and Pierre McGuire got demoted from his broadcasting job. So I don't know if everybody remembers that interaction back in February where he was pointing so, out the <laughs> pointing so out the bench. So that was uh but now she's uh Kendall excelling. you might not know this, but this is how a game of hockey's played just like <laughs> Matt Reed's been playing it since he was two years old. Uh the bolts are in blue tonight and the maple leaves are in white, Kendall. Do you know what colors are, Kendall? That's pretty much how that like whole conversation went. But Kendall, you see that black thing on the ice there? That's a puck. <laughs> and if that goes in the red and white net, it's a goal. <laughs> Thanks, Pierre. I kind of like, it's fucking great. I was like, great. 
I don't know if Mark can lead this two on two system and it like starts breaking down the X's news. <laughs> uh, it's not so whether or not she'll do the games on TV or radio yet. Uh, she had nine points seven games as captain of Team USA at the World Junior or at the World Championship, not the World Junior Championship, and also had uh, seven goals and seven assists for fourteen points in thirteen games for the Minnesota Whitecaps in the NWHL this season. Uh, the five team women's league gets back underway on October fifth against uh, with the Buffalo Buttes playing the Connecticut Whale and the Boston Pride playing the Metropolitan Riveters. Great move by the Sharks. I, I really applaud them for that, and that's uh, yeah. a, a move in the right direction. Yeah, the Sharks seem to be ahead of the curve on some of that kind of stuff. I think they were one of the first broadcasts to also talk about uh, shot attempts and advanced stats and stuff, too, and now they're in a, bringing in Kendall. So, uh, yeah, hope, I, I assume she'll probably get – they're probably introducing her this year, and then she'll probably become – maybe she'll become a staple in 2020, 2021. Who knows? But, she, I mean, she's been pretty good. I think uh, the rest of the league just figured out women watch hockey last year. <laughs> yeah, they're kind of slow to it, uh, which is kind of bad because we've had a podcast with, uh, you know, Steph and Kelly forever or one person. We don't know if they're two people yet, but they've been around for a while. Yeah, <laughs> there's no way to tell. No, there's no way to tell. But yeah, we're that's, fired, uh, by the way, we're, we're fired. Definitely. Fired for the podcast. That's fine. Hey, this doesn't I'm fired every day. It's whether or not you get fired. That's what it comes down to. I get fired about every other week. You get fired every day. I get fired every other week. So two, every every two days of work is when you get fired pretty much. Essentially, <laughs> yes. Which is a, a great record. Yeah, Steph, Steph likes firing. So she fires me, I think, every day. Uh, do you want to uh, you want to do Philly athletes playing hockey? Yeah, we could talk about this. So one of the off-season ideas I, I jotted down at one point was Let's make a hockey team consisting of other Philly athletes. And I, I don't think we need to make a whole team, but if we, I, I think a line and a goalie would be a line, two defensemen and a goalie would be yeah, a, yeah. a pretty fun exercise. So, so, so who are your must haves on this, this Philly athlete hockey team? Okay. So outside of, I mean, I feel like Joel Embiid has to be on there. Yes. I think uh, you need Embiid and Carson Wentz at the very least. Yeah. And I would also, I was going to push for um, Bryce Harper too. I don't know if that is how, that's more of you telling me whether or not that's how you feel about. No, no. I, so, so my initial thoughts, I think Carson Wentz is your, your center. Yeah. I actually was, initially was going to say Embiid at the center, but I think actually Embiid in the Chris Pronger, uh, yep, like yeah. bang you up defenseman is where yeah. I put him. So was, Harper, Harper definitely screams like left wing to me. Yeah, I think Harper has like a Taylor Hall kind of vibe, being somebody that isn't that. I think he's better in terms of uh, like how good he is compared to the rest of the top players in the MLB. But you know, very offensive heavy. I don't know, player. Well, he's good on defense. Isn't Bryce Harper? He's he's. Fine on I mean, defense, but yeah, he's known for his offense. He leads the fills and homers this year. Okay, yeah. So again, I don't know. I, I he's felt... a feisty guy. He gets fired up. He, he yeah. definitely is one of the scrappier guys on the Phillies team. But uh, so that the, you get your like your big guys right there. But the interesting thing is, where do you go otherwise? Like, uh, is your other defenseman Ben Simmons? So you get the Embiid Simmons, yeah, like pairing there, and then. I... I think, uh, well, I think Mike Scott. I think Mike Scott has to be on the team. I would have said that. Mike Scott's got to be on the team. Yeah, Mike Scott's the guy who comes off the bench when it's uh, it's time to beat the shit out of a bunch of Eagles fans. I was going to 
<laughs> well, I was gonna say, I think it was, I would have mentioned Mike Scott before him uh, beating the Shadow Eagles fans. I just I thought he he had the Mike Mike Scott hive. Seems to be in love with the city. The city loves him. Feels like somebody we should put it on there. Seems like he could be this team's uh, shitty flyer. Uh, Ryan White. He could be this team's Ryan White. He could be no. this team's Ryan White. <laughs> no, Zach. Well, to a certain section of the fan base, he could be this team's Zach Ronaldo. Well, no, he wouldn't be that. Well, Mike Scott's actually good, though, isn't he? Like, on the court? He's good at three-pointers. He, he's basically your three-point specialist. Okay. Right. He's not a starter, though. He's not a starter. No. He's a power play specialist. He could be uh nah, I don't know who he could be. Forget it. Know, he could be. Forget it. It's done. Forget it. Deshaun I don't know J- where he is. Oh, Deshaun Jackson, possible winger right there. He'd be the Andreas Athanasio. He'd just stand at the blue line to wait for a breakout pass. That's all he would do. I mean, he would score like 35 goals a year. Yeah. He'd score 35 goals a year and just have 40 points because all he's doing is breakaways. I think Uh, Fletcher Cox uh, would make a great just stand in front of the goalie and knock people over kind of defenseman. (laughs) Yeah, he'd be be Dustin Bufflin. Yeah. I think that's who he is. Yeah, I can see that. Just destroy people. I feel... If you put a stick in Fletcher Cox's hands, put a puck in front of him, I think that dude can rip a 110-mile slap shot. That's my opinion. That just 110 miles per hour. I think Fletcher Cox can do it. Now, the, I think the, the big question no. is, <laughs> I, I think it's possible. I think it's possible. I think, it, yeah, so that's why I think he could, uh, I think if he played hockey throughout his career, I think he could have been the, uh, he could have been Dustin Bufflin 2.0. <laughs> Who I else? Uh, I'm trying to think of it. I feel like Jason Kelsey. Jason Kelsey. Be. I wonder if Jason Kelsey. So the, my big question is, who in the Philly sports landscape that's not a hockey player could be a hockey goalie? Yeah, the weird guy that's the goal. Okay, well, I feel like that would be the Mike Scott one then. Because he has like a weird vibe compared to everybody else in Philly but, right yeah, now. I mean, I'm thinking even beyond just the weird vibe, though. Let's see. Because I'm also trying to think of somebody who'd be spry. Somebody who can, you know, go post to post. No problem. Jason Kelsey's not exactly spry, but no. I don't think he is quirky enough to be a goalie. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, oh, by the way, when we're talking about big dudes, it's just Darren Sproles. Darren Sproles, your goalie. He's like, uh, <laughs> oh god, who? I'm trying to remember our famous short goalies, like Arthur's Urbe. Oh, oh, that's a good one. Yeah, he's Arthur's Urbe. Yeah, that's fine. You can go with that. <laughs> but I, I'm not sure who else could uh, could play goalie out there. I'm trying to think of random. You said small spry guys. All I'm thinking of is uh, I'm just thinking of Arcega Whiteside, but it's not really anything. I can't think of anybody on the Sixers that would be uh, well, they're I all mean, huge too. Yeah, they're all basketball players. Yeah, so and the Sixers good. are especially huge because they have Embiid and Horford and just yeah. gigantic. <laughs> what uh, Alshon Jeffrey? Do you, what position do you think you'd play? Alshon Jeffrey. He seems like a winger to me. I was going to say, he just seems like a, a scoring... He feels like a Milan Luchik. But, like, when he was good. You know what I mean? Right, because he can just like ma- muscle guys out of the way and, and get in there. Yeah. Malcolm uh, Jenkins seems like a, a defenseman to me. Just get in there, muck it up, screw yeah, guys' pretty... lives up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he, yeah, he'd be pretty... I, I'm trying to think of, uh, like, who would be... I can't think of any other football players that would be funny to, like, actually see on the ice, though be funny to see all the ice i mean jason peters yeah jason peters i, I can't feel like even jason... imagine like i can't even fathom jason peters in a pair of skates 
I just can't because he is such a massive human being. Like I'm imagining him taking up half the ice. <laughs> imagine, imagine Jason Peters in a net front battle, just like so. <laughs> <laughs> he literally picks a guy up and tosses him into the stand. <laughs> yeah, like I'm just picturing like uh they just show him in the box of roughing and then they start showing the replay and it's just him like picking up Brendan Gallagher and just tossing him into the stance in slow motion. Like that's all I'm picturing. So it's just forget everything we've already said. It's just Lane Johnson and Jason oh Peters God. back on defense and nobody makes it near the goal. Yeah, Smash Brothers, they're just taking penalties left and right, just killing people. <laughs> Nobody makes it out of this game alive. Who is well? Who are the most athletic people in the Philly? See, I'm not. I know Bryce Harper. I know um, Gene Segura is pretty athletic. Gene Segura, yeah. Yeah, Gene um, Segura is athletic. Uh, Scott Kingery, uh, he's kind of he, he can do whatever. He can inside the park home run tonight. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, uh, Reese Hoskins is very strong. I wouldn't call him the most athletic. He's not even the best defensive first baseman, but he's very strong. Stayed on defenseman. There you go. Stay at home. Okay. So. Everybody we've named have been stay at home defense, except for Malcolm <laughs> Jenkins. Yeah. I think Carson Wentz would be the, uh, he feels like a Patrice Bergeron type. Like he feels like the, he'd be a two way forward that puts up a shit ton of goals, but also plays an amazing defense. Yes. Uh, yeah. That, that feels like him. I don't, I mean, Joel Embiid. So, so who is the f- defense there? Are we going Jason Peters or are we going, uh, we keep in Joel Embiid there? Mm-hmm. I mean, for comedic purposes, Jason Peters and Lane Johnson's hilarious, but I I mean, Embiid's like, I feel like Embiid's the closest to a guy who could kind of do it all because he's just so naturally gifted and athletic and just like beyond hitting like three pointers, because, you know, that's not what he does, but Embiid can kind of do everything else. Yeah, I wanted to go, by the way, where are we in the show in terms of uh, we not quite there, not quite there. We're still in the good part. Um, yeah, the I would push for the the wings would be uh, I think Deshaun Jackson. This also seems very biased because of this weekend, but it just uh, D Jackson can still burn people. So you get so a D Jackson a Harper. Yeah, I, I think I think those would be my wings. Yeah, we have to have we have to have a Philly in there. I guess we're doing the other Philly teams. And do we? Uh, ba- I was gonna say based on your reaction and when oh, I logged wait, on the you Twitter, know, you know who you know who the goalie is. It's a no-brainer at this point. It's JT Realmuto. He has been pretty good. Catcher and goalie are the most comparable positions in this entire exercise. Yeah, and also he is very—he's very good at throwing people out, right? He's the best at throwing people out. So, I'm, I'm going to give myself—I'm going to give myself a giant doy for not realizing that <laughs> prior to the summer. I was going to say he would be the best goal in the league at uh, catching pucks and then putting them down and launching uh, outlet passes like you do in Chell, which never happened in actual games though. But he would be the best because that would be the uh, that would be the equivalent of trying to get somebody out at second. So. Okay, so that's a good got, that's a good lineup. That's we got lineup. Romuto and goal. Who who are our defensemen again? We have Embiid, and do we have Simmons? I I I, I my defense was Jason Peters, and Lane Johnson. If you want to go Embiid and Lane Johnson, okay. So our two pairings, we have the Jason Peters, Lane Johnson, uh, just destroy <laughs> third everybody. pair, yeah. and we've got the. The athletically talented and great at passing Embiid and Simmons. <laughs> Simmons, a guy who just straight up never shoots, but he's always got a perfect pass. Yeah. And then on, on wing, you've got Harper, Deshaun Jackson, and your center is Carson Wentz. There you go. Great team. Ben Simmons is the, uh, he's the Jake Voracek. Of, yeah, that makes Ooh. sense. Ooh. 
Oh, that that's an interesting comparison in a couple of ways because of also just the relationship with the Philadelphia fan base. Yeah. And they're both Czech. A lot of people don't know that. So. Oh, yeah. <laughs> ben Simmons is Australian, which is not, I, not Czech. But exactly, it's, yeah. You don't so, see a lot of Australian pop up in um, in sports. No. No. Not, not, uh, except for Sev Rocca. <laughs> <laughs> Sev Rocca, greatest punter in Eagles history. Not even close. I fucking forgot about Sev Rocca. I forgot about You're that not part. the only one. Yeah. You're not Did the they? only one. I mean, uh, well, I mean, Cameron Johnson's been killing the game for a while now. So, and before that, we had Downey Football. So, even cares before that. <laughs> uh, did you? I do want to say one thing before we went on to uh, around the league. Uh, we did get a tweet. This was addressing something we talked about last week. We we're talking about the ti- Tony the Tiger jerseys, and if you had spotted them or had seen them recently, let us know. Uh, friend of the show, uh, one of my best friends, IRL Logan at Gritty Heart, uh, put out. Quote, just finished this week's app. I saw three Tony the Tiger jerseys at games this year, end quote. So three people apparently out there, or just one person that Logan coincidentally saw three times is still out there. They're still out there. They're making the rounds, and I I can't believe it. I, yeah, it's, uh, yeah. I I did also get a tweet. Oh, I forgot who put that down. But uh, somebody also tweeted at me, maybe it's not them uh, being embarrassed. They just wanted to showcase that they actually... You know that they were one of the people that got it, and it was a it was a weird time in Flyers history. I don't know. They I spent think... this money, damn it, and they're going to show everybody <laughs> how much they spent. Yeah, they wanted to prove the people that they had, you know, purchased things before and that they were wearing them right there. So that's what that jersey proves. I I want to see the players on the back of these jerseys. Oh yeah, There's I'm gotta, sure it's. I mean, it's got to be one of the guys from that team, right? That played in that Winter Classic. So it's like probably a Yager, a Giroux, Talbot, or it could be a Talbot. Looking for Oof. a real one. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Would Talbot would Briz Talbot Galloff be the most shameful guy, like even more so than Briz Galloff, to have on the back of a jersey from that era? Ooh. Um I wanna I wanna say yeah. Uh because everybody the Flyers got in the trade. There were there wasn't anybody in those two trades that the Flyers got who was supposed to be well, Brandon Chen was supposed to be good, and then he, I don't know, Brandon Chen ended up being what I kind of expected him yeah, to be. Yeah, Brandon it Chen was who he was, and there's no shame yeah. in having a Brandon Chen jersey, yeah, so even the, one as hideous the, as the Tony the Tiger jersey. <laughs> yeah, so there weren't really any aspects of those trades where it was, um, like, there wasn't a return player that was just like, oh, this guy's still, there was no Yuri Laterra aspect to either of those trades. It was just, those guys were all fine, and then they all just, they're not here anymore. I don't, I don't know. I think Talbot has to be. I think he has to be. Well, Ronaldo, too. Yeah, but I mean, even it, I can understand a Ronaldo more than a Talbot. Who the fuck owned a Talbot jersey? <laughs> they were out there. I, They're I out there. And, I, you know, if you're listening, you had a Talbot jersey. Good on I you. Saw, I saw not that Winter Classic, but I saw a uh, I saw Chris Vandevelde Stadium Series jersey. Ooh, and okay, that, that, was, that just takes the cake. That's no good. Well, yeah, but I have to I have. I wonder if it was uh, like they had to have lost a bet. There's no way somebody organically is like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm feeling a CVV winter I mean, classic jersey. I saw that dude in the McDonald jersey, like, and he was standing up for AMAC every chance he got. <laughs> but, like these, these are just cries for help, right? These aren't actual. 100%, yes. If you are wearing the jersey of a shitty flyer, 
and you need assistance, dial 1-888-FLY-PERBOLE, and Craig and Steve will come to your house and smack you around until you throw <laughs> the jersey away. <laughs> I just show up. I'm like, you're watching these games, right? Like, you've seen the, you've seen him play? You know that's not good. I'm just yelling. I just show up through the house and yell at them for five minutes. I just show up will. and I go, Pierre Edward Belmar. And I say that 12 times at increasing <laughs> volume. Pierre Edward Belmar? <laughs> Are you serious? And then they just get annoyed and give in. Oh, I think the deepest cut, though. Well, no, R- Lubimov would have been the stadium series, too. I think I think I'd go with you. I think Tablet would have been the worst. I think because Bruce Goff there would have at least been an exception. It was the first year. Bruce Goff's at least funny, too. Like it's Yeah, like now looking back, yeah. But yeah. like Tablet was, you know, he did whatever he did in 2009, former that Penguin. Penguin's tattoo, man. Yeah. He had the, the infamous fight and the shush and ugh. yeah here's a reason why they won in 2009 pretty much in game seven not the main reason but you know two goal game in game seven it's not yeah. ain't bad so yeah max and, talbot yeah max talbot max talbot and uh also i have to officially say apologies for listening to the the worst part of the show now the best part is over it's time for the worst part so i i'm so sorry oh so the well the good news is Evidently, this is a short rap because all I have is around the league. So, <laughs> so people, yeah, so people won't be too uh, devastated this week. They'll just, uh, they'll just be pissed off about this. Listen, Britain are Britain are Twitter user Twitter user. Yeah, see, actually, Britain is right. <laughs> this is the second hour, so he has a point. <laughs> He's got a point. Listen, Britain said such a great show for the first hour, and it's just it's worth pointing out that Britain is correct in his assessment. I think uh, he should take the lead of another Britain and kind of exit this conversation. Wow. <laughs> wow. Holy I... shit. Not even Luke Owen Wilson, all the Wilsons, Doug Wilson, all of them are chiming in with their wows here. That is everybody ever named Wilson from Home Improvement. All of them are saying wow <laughs> at that joke there. Holy I'll crap. say this. I that was I didn't even mean for that body slam. That was pretty good, though. Wasn't it? That was off. I didn't even look at the guy's first name. I just... Uh, you showed me that tweet earlier, and I started laughing. <laughs> wow. Because now I like the idea. I, I don't know. Second, as soon as it hits the one-hour mark, we should just stop. We should just start mailing it in. Start talking about XFL teams and like shit like that all the time. <laughs> I do actually have a Guy Fieri update. Oh, all right. Did, Did you, you see Guy Fieri on the sideline before the Raiders game last night? Oh, no. no oh, dude, he was hugging John Gruden and like whispering in his ear. Clearly... The Raiders took that Fieri inspiration and won. Based oh, on they, yeah, yeah. They were like, guys here, we can't disappoint guy tonight. That's a, he did that to Gruden and then he looked across the sidelines and caught eyes with Flacco and they just held a stare for about three seconds and then he could see Flacco mouth, fuck, and he knew he was done. So that's uh that was also the key influence throughout the game. No, I didn't see him. Well, he actually, he, he psyched Joe Flacco out because he was throwing he, he was throwing warm-ups and he came up and he said, pretty good, pretty good. And Flacco knew that means shitty in Guy Fieri's world. <laughs> I was going to say each time Joe Flacco went up to the line of scrimmage, Guy Fieri just screamed out the, the opening line to a new diners, drive-ins and dives. <laughs> <laughs> We're out here in Des Moines, Iowa, trying to find the best cinnamon bun. And then Joe Flacco was like, what? And he just what? like freaks out. Uh-huh. I, all of a sudden, he just can't find Emmanuel Sanders yeah. to save his life. 
why are they looking at BLTs in Boise? I don't, I, and they just freaks out and like fucks up a handoff. Yeah. So that's what happened last night. Uh, Raiders beat the Broncos. Sports update. That's your sports update. And uh, Craig, are you excited for the Flyers' new, their new screen in the Wells Fargo Center, the Farg? I saw a news update about that, and I'll say yes. It sure. Looks like they went with a, a dad special, a curved TV. Okay. <laughs> I've, uh, a dad special, does that mean as soon as we walk into the Wells Fargo Center the next time we're going to get 20 minutes about every detail about the TV and about how? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, you see, we bought this at Best Buy, and they just... had a pretty good deal for Labor Day, so I just had to do it. <laughs> as soon as you walk in, there's just a the guy uh, deep sighing with a half open can of like butt heavy. He's like, yeah, 55 inches, got it on his tail. And he starts like talking about it. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you how. I installed that into the ceiling of the Wells Fargo Center. It's a great story. Found all the studs. <laughs> Just new Lou and Olin's like a uh, game starting at 830 after this door. <laughs> but they're about. All right. You want me to do around the league so we can end the. We, the we sh- can go around the league. The we can stop talking about fat too. screen. Fat screen. <laughs> we can stop talking about fat screen TV. Screen? Fat TV commentators. Yeah, it's. 2019 screens are allowed to look however they want. We don't have to be judged by those anymore. Uh, Jake Garner signed with Carolina Hurricanes. Garner to the Hurricanes, four years, 4.05 million a year. Steve, I think I would have taken Jake Gardner over uh, Niskanen and Braun, but that's neither here nor there. Joe Thornton. Listen, listen. (laughs) Niskanen brings so much experience with him. Just all of the experience from having one great year with the Penguins that you can't deny that. And look, he was on a cup winning team. He touched the Stanley cup. If you touch the Stanley cup, you pass that experience onto everybody else. Like a little experience fairy He goes around. He taps guys on the head with his stick and he goes, here's your experience. Here's your experience. I don't know why he sounds like the queen of England, but he does. There, you know, I was waiting. Hello. Or Mrs. The... Doubtfire? Am I doing Mrs. <laughs> Doubtfire? I was waiting for the incorrect fact in there, but no, you got it all. You hit all the major talking points. Listen, so I, know, like, I know how hockey I know, works. I know, I know you know. I'm just, I, you know, you're going on those 10 minutes of, I thought you might miss something. You had it all I, covered. Look, I worked hard at the University of Minnesota to get my degree in hockeyology, okay? I have a PhD in hockeyology. You cannot deny this. By the way, since you just admitted that you are, you were once in the state of Minnesota. Chuck Fletcher is now asking you if you can join the Flyers in some capacity. I've so already signed the PTO. No, all right, all right. The uh, update then. Uh, Me and Chris PTO Stewart are going to battle it out to see who can Stewart. sit in the press box and eat flyer-shaped pretzels. Steve, you got a uh, got an opinion who's going to win that job? It's going to be me. I'm going to get those flyer-shaped pretzels. And you'll do the podcast from there. It'll uh, be much more interesting, and uh, I'm going to invite <laughs> you and Tim Panaccio. And we're all going to record up there and shove flyer-shaped pretzels into our mouths. Imagine, can you imagine Tim just showing up now and be like, no, I'm going in for a podcast. This is different. Going in for a podcast. I got my Barolo. Don't worry about me. <laughs> uh, Joe Thornton returns to the San Jose Sharks for one year, $2 million. Uh, Riley Sheehan uh, signs with the Edmonton Oilers, one year, 900 k Jack Campbell returns to the LA Kings for two years, 1.65 million a year, starting in 2020, 21. 
Speaking of those PTOs, Landon Ferraro has agreed to a PTO with the Canucks. He had uh, one goal in two games with the Wild last year, 23 points in 50 games with the Iowa Wild last season. Remember, it always gets wild in Iowa. Uh, Michael Haley has been invited to the New York Rangers training camp. He had six points in 75 pims in 43 games last year between the Panthers and Sharks. Bobby Sanguinetti is leaving North America to play for EHC München in the DLE, Germany's top uh, ice hockey league. He's a 31-year-old D-man, had four points in 28 games last year for the Charlotte Checkers, the Hurricanes AHL uh, team. Very exciting. Uh, very exciting. Well, I've mentioned the Bobby Sanguinetti things. We had talked about him a little bit a couple weeks ago, whatever. Uh, NHL has partnered with Yandex, the leading internet search provider in Russia, to stream all their games through their streaming service. Excuse me? Apparently, there's something out there called Yandex. Uh, apparently, it is the Google of Russia, and the NHL is now going to stream all their games on there. Low-key power move, by the way. I, I'm surprised this didn't get more attention. I, I, saw the, I saw it last week. I didn't know if... Uh, if I was late to the news or something, but I feel like that's kind of big in terms of uh, gaining viewers over there, and it might hurt the KHL revenue, but we'll see. Um, Warren Reichel is now the Barry Colts' uh, new head coach after Dale Hirschach had to step away for medical reasons, and former New York Ranger Tom Laidlaw will be on the 39th season of Survivor. And Stephen, we have survived another episode of The Flights. Oh, boy. <laughs> there were... Survivor's still on, huh? I'll tell you what, apparently, or somebody's pulling off an elaborate prank to get me to say that on this podcast. So that's, I can't believe it's still on either. I don't know who Tom Laidlaw is either. Oh, he, I don't think he was good. Um, but Did you say that he laid out the law? It doesn't feel good hearing them come back. Do you know what I mean? Like, I know I put a lot of them out there, but I get like... <laughs> I get like, uh, yeah, uh, that's fair. Yeah, I think you did. Yeah, we'll go. I had, I had to get you back. I no, you did. Yeah, I dropped like five back. really bad ones in this episode. So I get it. Yeah, he had to do you it. Were, yeah, you've been all over the place. I, I don't know what's been going. a staggering amount. We need to ask. I have to ask, have to ask do, do, can they combine Survivor and The Bachelor into one shit show? That would be some shit. I can't, well, I, it's different networks. That might be a problem. But. Well, let's make it happen. I say, fuck the networks, baby. It's about us. We're watching. Saying, make it happen. You're a master of deal making. Okay. Yeah. You negotiated the Brisgaloff contract. You <laughs> single handedly. There's no explanation for this loopiness, by the way. This is a shorter app. There's, there's like, it's not crazy late. I don't know what's going on. We're both it's losing warm. our minds. It's warm. It's hot. That's all we got. But we've been working with hot and nothing to talk about hockey. Well, we had shit to talk about this. You got a car. It's driving you nuts. It's driving me. Jesus Christ. So (laughs) the best place is on twitter.com.org.edu. You can find Craig on Twitter. (laughs) What a sale. Sports are bad. Sports are bad on Twitter. (laughs) <laughs> how much minnesota wild shit you're written this week uh not anything this week but actually i don't know if i told you yet. apparently i'm doing it for another month because uh i don't know when i'm oh, doing wow. the article yet. yeah so uh and then the uh Proveroff, Proveroff, are you also uh, the gm of the wild at this point uh i may as well be i don't know how good bill current's gonna be i could have done much worse than paul venn if we're being honest looking at his history that was uh he was there for a year and holy shit did he he did some stuff, but I, 
I'm wor- I'm still working on that profile for the other five uh, five two thousand minute players last year. I'm gonna get it done either Thursday or Friday. Um, gotta do car shit on Wednesday, so it's probably gonna take up most of my day. So that's why I didn't want to say definitely Thursday, but it's gonna come out this week and then uh, focus on the next season and uh, start talking about the preseason games next week. Maybe I put out. I was thinking about putting out a solo cast next week to talk about the preseason a little bit, but we'll see where I am in terms of uh, wanting to do that. <laughs> and actually I mean, having I'm about. right here. I'm right here. You don't got to do a solo cast. Oh, oh, no, 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 no. Oh, no, no. This is, uh, I'm talking about on top of Flipes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is, uh, yeah. Flipes mm-hmm. aren't going anywhere. Uh, Steven. A Steve. likely story. A hey, likely co- story. Oh, come on, baby. You know me. Uh, PSH radio shit. It goes to Wednesday. And then you just lose your mind to decide no, to start doing no. solo cast. No, no. Come I on, baby. It's not like that. No, come is. on, baby. It's not like that at all. Come <laughs> on. You're the only person podcasting with. Come on. Next thing you know, you're going to be getting a Tony the Tiger jersey and a convertible. And going out in the town, I see. No, those, I see podcasts how those podcasts don't. I only care about the podcast with you. Okay, that's, good. That's that's what the okay. listeners want to hear. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. You're the one who yeah. you're the one who provides that quality content in the first hour. Yeah, then the second hour it's a lot. Well, yeah, you're yeah, the we door were... handle that keeps this door closed. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh... You can find me on Twitter at Flyperbly or S Day Bob, but make it Flyperbly. <laughs> Be sure to follow BSH Radio and Broad Street Hockey, like Broad Street Hockey on Facebook, rate and review on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play, and other such podcast services. I can't even think of fake ones. That's all we got. Thanks for listening. Until next time, as always. Good night and good hockey. Well, I was the first hour. Well, <laughs> oh boy. Hello, everybody. This is Fly Purbly. It is a podcast about hockey mostly the flyers but also other hockey things like other hockey teams that play the sport of hockey steve but not steve hartnell and craig but not craig ruby no this isn't all those hockey guys these are the guys who watch the hockey sport yeah